The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who gonna this town We have no Cindy Miska. Uh, she's at baseball. I think she's at the park doing some baseball stuff. Uh, however, or whatever. Pitching. Pitching. Yeah. Pitching. She's pitching a conversation. There she's you doing go. some. There you go. She's doing some kind of pitching. She's up at baseball talking hockey. Oh yeah, absolutely. And she wanted to be here for the hockey talk, but yeah. hockey is back, and we'll get into that. Um, but you know, we got a lot to talk about. We talk about the football game, the uh, BCS that happened last night, which proves to me that there should be a playoff. Uh, <laughs> There was no way, no way in the world that the uh, Notre Dame deserved to be on the field with Alabama the way they played. Right. Now, granted, both teams had 44, 43 days off. Now, you should come out and play some football. It didn't look like the Alabama team got rusty, or they were rusty. They came out on fire. Uh, we'll talk about RG3. We'll talk about some um, football, some uh, NFL football. We'll talk about the Arizona Cardinals. We'll talk about the coaching situ- situation that Mike Shanahan had with the RG3. And uh, to play them or not to play them. Controversy or not is what it is. Uh, it's football. Guys get hurt week in and week out. Uh, but that guy, uh, he's different. You expect him to fight through some stuff, but mm-hmm. not to lose a franchise in the process. Well, yeah. It's the difference between pain and um, and real injury. Right, exactly. Uh, so, But since I've seen you guys last, I've actually been to some games. I went to the really? Michigan State game, yeah. which was real good. Uh, Mark D'Antonio and his Michigan State Spartans were uh, they played a pretty good game. That was an interesting game. It came down to probably three or four plays. Interesting in what way? It was a good game. It was thir- 16-13 and, um, or 16-17, if I'm not mistaken. And it was just kept you intrigued the entire mm-hmm. time. Okay. And it was at Sun Devil Stadium. Um, so it was good. It's good to see how fans react this on another team. Now, that was my that was my defensive back coach, and he's now the head coach at uh, State, Michigan State. But it's Sitting in sitting in the stance and watching these guys react is they they love it. The atmosphere oh, yeah, is just they different. They eat it up. Yeah. Had an altercation. Junior Spivey, of course. Really? <laughs> you and him, or him and somebody else? Him and somebody else. Oh my goodness, it was it was crazy. Did you get pictures? Can we use them later? Uh, no, I didn't get pictures because I was I was taken back for uh, a minute. But it was it was you ver- know. verbal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, verbal. Okay, none none physical, none physical. Okay. I also went to the Suns game, pitiful. Mm-hmm. Pitiful. They played the Sixers. Mm-hmm. There was nobody. It was just as many people in the studio. Wow. Was at the, it was pitiful. And only, if Kansas State wasn't playing in the uh, Fiesta Bowl, <clears throat> I don't know if there would have been a lot of people in that stadium because they came and Beasley went to Kansas State. Yeah. They had on their purple. Now, I thought it was Kansas. I thought it was the Phoenix Suns fans with the purple on, but it was right. it was all Kansas State. So they wanted to take in a game while they were here and didn't realize that there wasn't a game in the arena that night. <sighs> Terrible. The Suns were playing. Terrible. But, but yeah. I did have a good time. Uh, uh, they showed me some guys uh, 
guys, I had guys in town from Kansas, mm-hmm. uh, Lawrence, Kansas, that I played with. Uh, got a new friend, doctor, ophthalmologist guy. He's a uh, cool. You know, get my eyes checked for That's free good. now. That's good. Yeah. Always free. Get the itching going and all that. Yeah, and then I went to the Fiesta Bowl. I had on my Kansas hat, my KU hat. Right. These Kansas State fans are idiots. They were worried about <laughs> me and not Oregon. Ah. They said, oh, you. I had a bunch of guys. We all had on KU stuff. We went to KU. Yeah. But I went there to root for them. Sure. Secretly rooting for Kansas State. Uh, they were more worried about what I had on than the team they was about to play. <laughs> idiots. Yeah. So they drink hard liquor, and at KU we drink wine. But we all drinking. You all drink it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perceptions <laughs> change, yeah, and the br- and the brain goes away. Thinking leaves when What's the liquor comes on? in. What you guys? Anything new for the New Year's? Uh, anything? Went and saw Django. Django yeah. Unchained. The D is silent. Uh, it's yeah, Django. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was good. Uh, definitely a Tarantino movie. You know, it yeah, had well, uniqueness. Tarantino movies always uh, acquire the N word fifty million times. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. And yeah. yet, it was a Western love it, it, story. Yeah, and slavery. Exactly. I mean, people are all up in arms about it and stuff. And again, if you don't like it, don't go. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm there for the movie and the art, artistry of it and the people study of it. Django so. Unchained, the mm. Silent. I got it on DVD. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. Alex, what's up? Not much, man. Just been uh, <clears throat> trying to trying to get over this this little cold that I have, and just been working a lot, watching a lot of sports, you know. You know, it's getting ready like, to come back for the radio show, so we got got a lot to talk about. We got a classy corner coming up. I'd just rather go through, <clears throat> excuse me, go through everything that's been going down. <laughs> I know it's going to be about the Lakers. You're going to rip on me about, so I'm not ripping about you. Like I just want, we want to talk about the Lakers. It's not ripping on it. No, it's, it's just, it's, it's just, I don't mind ripping. We're I'm fashion. good. You don't know what side I'm going to be on. The Lakers side? No, you know that for sure. I know, well, you're a okay. Laker fan. I'm not a wine drinker you, though, you, so you maybe you and I don't really have a lot to talk about. Absolutely, <laughs> most times we don't. And you sit right in front of me every Tuesday. But look, the Lakers and their, and their problems, and I don't understand it. I thought Dan Tony would come in and steal some offense. There's no offense. It's still Kobe. Um, it, did, it didn't help that they have an injury to, um, uh, who's the point guard? I can't even think of Steve Nash. Oh, Nash. Steve Nash. Yeah. Why can't I think of Steve Nash's name? I, I had two. Know. See, that's the NFL. Too many He's concussions. out of Arizona. You forget him. I can't. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> that's right. No, you cannot forget about Steve Nash. But they, he had an injury. They bumped knees and bumped legs, and then mm. he fractured his uh, fibula or tibula. But uh, he's been out, so there was no chemistry there. Mm. And then um, I just don't understand Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, he talks more than he plays. He should have. He's, he's more of a showboat than um, – and not showboat as in showing off. He, he'd rather market himself to get ready to play off the field. Well, he off be- the court. He's, he's believing the stories he tells about himself. He should stay in. Uh, yeah, he thinks he's Superman for real. Mm. He think he should stay in uh, Orlando. But I felt he burnt those bridges by running his mouth and going back with the contrast with the coach. He got the coach fired, mm. um, I think, um, and didn't want to play when he. I thought he was healthy enough. He did have back surgery. I've never had back surgery, so I don't know what it takes to come back from that. Mm. But you can see the frustrations on Kobe's face, and then his his pre uh, his post game interviews. So as a Laker fan, Alex, you you watch them more than I do. What's going on over there? Uh, well, I mean, first off, if anybody ever questions Phil Jackson's merit ever again, uh, th- <laughs> yeah. they, they should be shot. Uh, I mean, he's this is people always say that he's the best babysitter to ever coach in the NBA. Maybe so, but he does his job, you know, 
uh, he does it really well, and he wins championships with all these talents, with all these head cases. He gets them to play together, and then they win championships. Will there be some peace, love, harmony, and some uh, play out on the court? This is this was supposed to happen. I, I don't. I'm not surprised mm-hmm. that, that Dwight Howard and Kobe are having their issues because they're two big egos that have never played with each other. This is Kobe's team. We understand that he's alienated a lot of people because of it, but he's also won. So you can't question Kobe. I'm going to put a period at the end of that because he's the hardest working player in the NBA every year since you know since they started winning since he, since he's coming to his own. He is the hardest working player, hands down, hands down. No matter what, you can say LeBron. You can, LeBron's more physically gifted than Kobe is. Kobe's been the hardest working player for, for for the past decade, probably. Well, when you come to another team and you're another superstar, you got to you have to give onus to who's already there. You have to when um, who's helped build the team already. Yeah, yeah. When Shaq came to Miami and, and Dwayne Wade was there, he understood that was the Wayne team. Now it seems to be a difference when LeBron goes to Miami. Now it looked like. Is the broad? Because Shaq was thing. towards the end of his career then. Well, it's different. Well, he Dwayne wasn't in the Wade's, pinnacle. Dwayne Wade is not uh, at the end of his career, and it seems like the Miami Heat. You think of LeBron now, even though Dwayne's an intricate part of what they do, what they're doing over there. It just seemed like well, it's I a think LeBron. Dwayne knew that LeBron is a better player than well, these. You, well, as a veteran, and we talked about Kobe being a veteran in all facets of, of of his game, but he knows that this young guy still has enough talent to take us to where we need to be. So I can see him. Uh, saying here, here's the reins. This still my, I'm, I'm still Mr. Miami, uh, out there. Uh, LeBron's gonna be LeBron. You know, and Kobe's got a lot on the line. I mean, we're looking at his legacy here, and he doesn't want to go out like this. You know, it's towards the end of his career at some point in the next few years, and uh, uh, you know, he's got the whole respect thing going. You know, he doesn't want people looking at him and wondering. Kobe. He's the ultimate competitor. So oh, yeah. when you see those guys on the other, other, other coast or around the league doing what he's doing, and he feels uh, mentally, and then he's, he feels good, he's yeah. still putting up numbers, and he feels like he can do the same thing. Right. It, he just, why my team is not successful. Then you got Paul Gasol with concussions. He's been hurt a couple mm-hmm. times. Um, he's been the talk since the season started, whether they're trading or keeping him. Kobe's called him out, say he needs to man up. Uh, right. and then you bring it in the probably most dominant center, and a while probably since Shaquille, and he's whining. And, and now, granted, he had back surgery. I don't want to put too much on him because I never had back surgery. Mm-hmm. I don't. I know some people who have had it, and um, it takes some time. But he's out. You are there on the court now. He's torn his labrum, and he's out for about a week or so. Yeah. Right? One thing that really could change this instantly, instantaneously, is if the Lakers trade Powell to Atlanta for Josh Smith that they had talked about doing a couple months ago. Josh Smith and Dwight Howard are best friends. Josh Smith is a high-flying young kid who can, you know, revitalize uh, all the old things that uh, the Lakers used to be like. So I think if you have Josh Smith down low with Dwight Howard, Kobe, and Steve Nash, Showtime could actually start again with the high flyer with with some more young legs than than the stagnancy that's, that's there with Paul Gasol. Well, they about to find a way because they about to go on a road trip and they got the uh, and everybody's hurt and all three of their centers are hurt. Right, and they they about to figure it out soon or they will be. Probably five to eight games under 500, and then they plan some teams that actually have pretty good. This is a tough week. They have Houston, Houston, Oklahoma City, and San Antonio without Dwight Howard and Pau Gasol or Jordan Hill this week. So, Uh, Kobe's going to hit 40, 45 minutes. Good for my fantasy. Let's take a (laughs) let's take a caller. We got Dwayne on the line. Dwayne, you there? What's going on, Vince? Not much, man. Let me turn my turn my mic down. My ears there. What's going on, Dwayne? We know we got something going on this weekend. What else is going on with you? No, uh, see, I want to jump in on that on that Laker conversation. You, we can, you can get in the Laker conversation. I, I don't know if you're a Laker fan, or you just a no, huge no, basketball. No, no, man, I'm a basketball fan, but you know, I think he was right. I mean, Kobe 
right now is it could be arguably the best player that has come out. And, you know, you got to build that chemistry first. And right now that chemistry is just kind of trying to gel with each other. And, you know, with back surgery, that's, that's kind of deep, man. You know, you can't just jump back on the court and run up and down for 40 minutes and think you're going to, you know, dominate the paint. So, I mean, if Dan Tony is not the coach for the Lakers and, you know, Phil would have been the right choice. But, again, egos get involved. And, you know, you can see it on the court. But in due time, they'll they'll fix it. They'll get it okay. You think they'll, they'll, okay. you think they'll fix it in time for a playoff? So Absolutely. If maybe the eight seed? No. Yeah. Maybe the eight seed. I, I, you I think they're the eight seed. Yeah. I mean, I think that they'll – I mean, Steve Nash has enough in his in his tank to, to get them to that spot. I don't know how they could get past the first round, but I, I really do feel that they will come together. I mean, it's a long season. 82 games is a long time. No, we haven't even got to the All-Star break. I mean, basketball doesn't start till February. So, exactly. And you know what? You know, I've been, I, I, I would be patient with them. I would be... I'm not patient with the Lakers. The Lakers are the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, are, why, the Lakers why do you have to be? I, exactly. I'm not patient with the Lakers for only for this reason. There if, it was a Jay, if it was a Jayhawk on the Lakers, you might be patient. No, with I wouldn't be patient with the uh, Kansas Jayhawks or a Jayhawk on the Lakers. I'll tell you why. Because those ha- those guys, and not the word dynasty, but those guys consistently win. They consistently know how to recruit. They consistently know how to go to free agency. They consistently know how to draft and have the same team year in and year out. Now, everyone deserves a down year, and maybe this is the Lakers' down, down year. Kobe had a down year um, when Shaq was gone, but he found a way to win another championship. He also but, led the league in scoring, he, so he didn't, yeah. have a, he didn't have a down year. The Lakers had a down year. Well, and there's a Kobe level of extra- is the Lakers. Yeah, so a- Kobe, don't, I don't think he does individual stats until maybe his career is over. So when, he's, when the Lakers have a down year, Kobe had a down year. I, I would imagine he thinks that way. I, I don't uh, – okay. Now, now I don't I don't give them time to recoup because they are the Lakers. They well, that's are the thing. There's a level of expectations that they're not meeting, and because they're not meeting it, then the level of disappointment that's, is yeah, that the much greater. That's media expectations. What, what that's, ridi- that's ridiculous. Well, the individual players have got expectations as to what's supposed to happen and as they well have to, and when on you themselves go to the Lakers, and as you, a team. You have to expect. All right, this is I'm with the Lakers. This is Kobe, consistent winners, dynasty franchise. Steve Nash. Steve Gavin Nash. Okay. Steve okay. 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 So you expect Steve? bringing Kobe. Okay. So the triangle offense was all Kobe ran his whole career. Okay. So you take that away. You bring in a you bring in a ball uh, a, a ball dominant point guard. You bring in the most dominant quote unquote center in the game, and you think that right away it's all just going to mesh. That's ridiculous. There's never been a dynamic like this on a basketball okay, court before. Let me tell you. Uh, okay, I hate to go to this, but let me go to this. When I was with the Arizona Cardinals, I went to another team. I played a different defense. I fit right in. When I went with, was with, uh, you figure the, it out. I figured it out. So and then we figured it That's out. That's one person. That it's a totally different sport. Uh, no, you so can't I, compare the two. I, I wasn't the only one. I wasn't. You think I'm the only person in, at the end of football season that go to one team? There's different intricacies. There are different people yeah. on different teams. You figure it out if you're that team or you got the right coaching staff, and I don't think they have the right coach in place. Now, they got rid of Mike, mm-hmm. so they bring in D'Antonio. The Eagles got in the way, as both of you guys mentioned, um, with the bus and uh, Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. Should have got Phil Jackson in here. Now Phil Jackson. Now they're talking about Phil Jackson going other places, my whole, New York. My whole point is that. My point is chemistry. you got to have chemistry. You can't have chemistry right away. It doesn't work that way. That's what the that's what the uh, offseason and all that stuff is for. Now I They said, had no offseason. Steve Nash. And I've said this. I've said he's had back surgery. He okay, had, he even in the preseason, in the preseason, they played under, they I don't care what under the 30 minutes together. The offense is cold, but I don't care what the defense. You bring in a guy to play defense, he's not playing defense. He's getting pushed around. 
but but you got you got to give him time to to get his legs. Thank uh, you. I, I'm not giving the Lakers time for anything. The Lakers are the Lakers. <laughs> I'm not giving. That's any, just that's I'm, just ridiculous I'm, talk. I'm not giving the Lakers time. It's ridiculous talk. And we talked about okay, they might get in the eight seed, but then they're gonna have to play. The uh, oh the Clippers the, the oh the Thunder the Clippers yeah they no. gonna have to play the Thunder what do you, now the Clippers will be two seed I and, think and, and I think so, the Lakers will get to the five the the six or seven seed and they'll play maybe the Clippers they'll play they maybe do, a banged up San Antonio team they you can't write the, it, it's not even the All Star game do, the All Star break yet if they do that's fine they still gonna have a problem with the team they play okay the the whole bottom line about this whole season right now is to get Dwight Howard to stay here. So however far they have to go to get Dwight Howard to stay here will be a win for the season. To stay, in with, my right. to stay with the Lakers. Why wouldn't right. he stay with the Lakers? Why wouldn't he stay with the Lakers? If they don't make the playoffs, he's gone. If he just gets berated all year for being soft, go you where? think he's going to stay? Anywhere. You're saying the Lakers Anywhere. Gonna get, you saying the going to get rid of him? Or he's no, leave he's a free agent after this year. He I, hasn't I, re-signed I, anything. Well, we talk about the Lakers again. They just bring in somebody else. Get rid of Pal Gasol, if anything. Get rid all of right. that guy. All right. They need to make the playoffs, and they need to do something to get – to, to keep uh, Dwight Howard here. That's the main focus. Yeah, we, we, we totally disagree on that. Uh, That's fine. We totally but, disagree. but it's good to have a focus. Uh, yeah, <laughs> our main focus at that. <laughs> our main focus. <laughs> Dwayne, what's going on, man? What's going on this weekend? Talk to me. So, so are, are you riding down with me? I'm trying. I gotta train these guys at uh, Athletes Performance, and you guys are leaving at twelve thirty, and I just get, I'm just getting done. But it's up in Carefree. So, so you 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 gonna be able to drive down? So you're okay. Yeah, I'm gonna drive down. Um, but yeah, what, what's what's the plan? What I need to do? Well, I mean, we got we got to go and support Andre Reed. You uh, know, right? He's coaching on the um, the East team, uh, the wide receivers. So um, for the Casino del Sol College All Star game, that's it's gonna be at seven o'clock. So bundle up because it's gonna be cold. Okay, I need to bring my fur coat, my goose. Yeah, it's it's gonna be cold. <laughs> but, you know, you got a decent roster on there. Um, you know, you got some players. We didn't pick up any players from Notre Dame. I, I can tell you that. No, there were they, there, there weren't any. That that was kind of scary last night, huh? That, that was um. You know what? I, I I didn't feel bad for Notre Dame, but it was just that this proves to me that there needs to be a playoff system because Alabama they shouldn't have been on the field with Alabama. No. They, they were nine points. Uh, Alabama was nine point favorite. They destroyed that nine points in the first. You don't think you don't think any of it is uh. Is Brian Kelly's fault? You don't think you should have put in Tommy Reese at halftime when they still had a chance to come back? I know they were down four touchdowns then, but Tommy Reese is a throwing quarterback. Okay, no. Golson isn't. I, I hear you, but no. Um, he had a redshirt freshman at quarterback, right? Yeah. Okay. I went 12-0 this year. I'm not going to destroy the morale of a guy. When Tommy I got, Reese I won two of those games. Huh? Tommy Reese won two of those games. They played 12 games. I understand. Okay. I'm, saying. I'm not going to destroy the morale of my redshirt freshman, who I know is going to be the future at Barring any injury at that quarterback position at Notre Dame. So now you're worrying about feelings and not worrying about yeah, winning the championship? I'm, I'm worrying about uh, longevity. A, a longevity of the program. Notre Dame, if you don't win, you if you don't win, you get fired. So I'm not gonna mess up one guy. That was a bowl game. They were gonna be they was gonna get thrashed in the way by Alabama. Alabama was just too much for them. And then we watched the um the tail just missed tackles all over the field. Um who was a Heisman candidate, that's why, you know, I don't believe in that nonsense either. I don't think they. I don't think he should have changed quarterback. I think he let this guy play it out, see if he can come back. So you take him out, you never know if he can come back from a football game. I mean, they played tough games all year, but they didn't play anybody in the SEC. So right. right. No, so I, how are so they the number one team in the country? And you're exactly huh? right about the playoff thing. How are they the number one team in the country if they can't even they be won. on the same? If they can't even hold the jock of somebody from the SEC, they didn't number one team in the conference because Kansas State lost. 
Yeah, and so did Oregon. A, yeah, Oregon and Kansas Oregon State lost, lost the same yeah. day. That's why I said a playoff. Oregon and Kansas State, they did. Oregon I would love to see that, this Oregon and that Alabama team play. What, well, what about um, the Ohio State? Because Ohio State forfeited, and I just got this information, forfeited their bowl eligibility this year to play in one last year, and they could have did that last right. year, and they would have been playing Alabama. Right. I mean, they would have been playing Notre Dame. They would have been, so been, what would that outcome been? Ohio State would have beat them up. No, Alabama wouldn't have been in it because there would have been two undefeated teams, Notre Dame and Ohio State. So Alabama wouldn't have been in it. Alabama yeah. shouldn't have, Alabama shouldn't have got in it anyway. Uh, they they put them at a certain position where they were the best team if, in the country. Uh, so it, they, when they lost to Texas A and M, they was no longer the best team in the country. So they found a way to put them at a spot. Anybody else lose a team, and you go with strength of schedule. I know the SEC is tough. I'm I'm a fan of the SEC football because I know a lot of good players come out of there. So I'm a fan of that. Now, when you put them up against uh, Texas A and M, and they go in Alabama and beat them up, you put them at four or five. So just hopefully somebody else lose so we can put them in the national championship. We got another caller, JJ McCleskey. JJ, are you on? I'm on. What's going on? Not much, man. We were talking about the uh, game last night, the BCS. Uh, the, as well as the SEC, you on with uh, Alex Clancy and Deborah Debris? Um, give us your take on that, man. I tell you what. Um, anytime you give Nick Saban a, a chance to have forty days to prepare for a game, you're not going to bet against Nick Saban. He's a mastermind. He dots the eyes and crosses the teeth. And at the end of the day, Nick Saban, from a schematic, is better than anybody coaching football, college or pro. Plus, you give him athletes like a Murray Cooper. Uh, uh, the two running backs, the quarterback, and a defense—you have you have no chance. I'm an SP guy. Went to the University of Tennessee, played there, so I'm a little biased. But at the end of the day, it's all about Nick Saban. Yeah, well, you're right. You give him a time to uh, scheme against these guys. I watched the um, Notre Dame check off him on play, and then I watched the linebackers for uh, Alabama move to that side and stop the play. It ended up being a boot uh, that Notre Dame checked to, but I watched the linebackers flush him out. So. These guys were on everything they were doing from the start. But it, it didn't look like the Alabama, University of Alabama was rusty at all no. after 44 days. And I, I, the, well, one thing I did, the one thing I did see that Nick Saban, to go to your point, is I saw him, uh, they were running the ball with Eddie Lacy, running the ball, grinding it, and then the first quarter, I think it was the first drive, they run a play-action 25-yard out uh, to, I, I think it was uh, Michael Williams, I'm not exactly sure, but I was like, uh-oh, you don't really see Alabama throw the ball all around the field that early. So once, uh, and you're right. So the prepping of the prepping by Nick Saban for Notre, against Notre Dame's defense, especially, uh, definitely uh, proved. Well, I proved think um, well this I one. thought Notre Dame thought it was going to come in. Alabama was going to come in and just run down their throat, run down their throat. They end up doing that, but they was defending the run so much that play action and boot. He had a corner freezing. He let him. He let him get behind him on a a seven cut, and and the safety couldn't get to him in time because. There was no you couldn't he didn't have to put any air on that throw because the corner was nowhere the corner was too far up to the line of scrimmage worrying about the run um, and I think just that team over there Alabama Notre Dame should not have been on the field with those guys and and here's the um, Alabama Oregon Ohio State Notre Dame Georgia that's the top five in the AP poll next year so it's going to be interesting and I think it's finally Oregon's time to. And here's the amazing part about Alabama. They got a lot of guys coming back. Yeah. They have a oh, lot yeah. of guys that can leave uh, that if they come back, they're sitting in the same position again. Yeah. Playing for a national championship, possibly. So gross. They've already got their culture built. JJ, you're a Tennessee guy. What, what, do you, what, what do you have going on? I know you do some training and some workout. I know you got a son that's balling. I see a lot of clips of him. 
Well, I, I tell you what, uh, I, I decided to go into the training aspect of it because there's so many guys that that's not teaching proper technique, and I'm not trying to call any of the guys down my way out. Uh, it's just my reason of going in there because I, I'm a guy that likes to dot the I's and cross the T's. So uh, I'm training a bunch of athletes now, and, of course, we hold the kids accountable for learning. We hold them accountable for their academics. We, we, we throw ACT classes because there's no need to – getting these college scholarships and you don't have the grades. And uh, in Louisiana, we have a lot of talent, a lot of, a lot of talented people, a lot of speed here. So uh, just getting down to the basics, uh, our motto is you can't hire hard work. So uh, we get after, we hold the kids accountable. And uh, uh, I have a lot of kids that's coming up uh, uh, in the 2015 class uh, that should be very hot topic players for uh, some of these colleges coming up to recruit them. Dwayne, I should have gave you uh, JJ's uh, information. He could have came down to the uh, the event. The All Star game. He I came, know. He could have came down to the All Star game. He he's a and I, I don't. I've never heard JJ say. I'm not trying to call anybody out. That guy. He played nine or ten years in the league. Uh, JJ, when, did you get drafted? No, free agent. He, he was a free agent. Played nine or ten years and, and was man. This guy. He was a handful. He, he was a handful. He, you talking about? Let me see who I can compare him to. This guy just goes, goes, Careful goes. Now. Yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> but I, I'm, he say he say it was on his mind, so I understand what he what he mean by that because he has to live down there. Uh, but I've seen some of the highlights and um, not 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 highlights. It was actually work. Uh, so highlights you can cut things up, but this was actually work uh, that he has on a uh, on the internet, has online, has on YouTube. Uh, I think he's good doing a good job because a lot of kids that go to college don't have the technique the tutelage they don't have the skill set and in college they don't have time to teach they only have 20 hours in college a week to do certain things and that's getting ready for a game plan so now when they get to the pros you can see a lot of those guys missing tackles and you wonder why they're definitely not teaching in the pros all it is is schemes in the pros they're not teaching technique it's schemes in the pros so you can make a couple plays on tv a la national championship game and get drafted in the third round and, and nobody knows you, but they've seen you on TV three right. times and you made plays on three times, but they never go back to those other games where you was vanished. You was, you was a disappearing act. Yeah. So, so yeah, Dwayne, I should have gave you his information a lot sooner because uh, he would have been uh, one of those guys come down and evaluate some of that talent. Um, I, you know Reed too, Andre Reed, don't you know, Jake? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Hey, listen, real quick, uh, I want to say this about the Alabama team. I think outside of Nick Saban, they have one guy that, that, that's underrated, and that's Chris Chris Cochran, their strength coach. I think he does an excellent job of having a balance of weight training and training to be athletes because most of the time you get kids, all they want to do is get big, get big, get big, and understand you have to have a skill set, as Kwame said. You have to have footwork. you got to be able to move. You can't pick them up and put them down. They don't even want you in the SEC. You can't even play in the SEC. And I'm talking about – Offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers, running backs. So I think Chris Cochran is probably one of the better strength coaches, and that's the reason why you saw Lacey at 240 pounds put his clique in the ground and be able to move and, and be able to be in shape and, 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 and the whole offensive line. Because usually, as Kwame says, you only get so much time to practice, and if your strength coach is not on top of his game, it's a difference in Tennessee having a, a, a new coach three out of the last six years and Nick Saban winning three national championships in the last four years. I'd agree with that, too, because you not only have to have the strength to be able to play those type of positions, but you've got to have the balance that once you hit somebody, you've still got your balance to move them and to be Absolutely. able to outlast them. But you can see he was jumping up when it was, I think it was 31 or 4th and 1. You can see the strength coach, the uh, 
jumping up on the sideline because 31 is a power game. 31 is, you know, that's that's the work we put in for 31 situations. Uh, that's the one we put in so we don't get our line of scrimmage pushed back two or three yards and we can no longer run the football play. So, yeah, I, I, I hear you when you give credit to the um, – a strength coach and all those guys, uh, you know, we see the coach is more visible, but the background work is the strength coach and, and a lot of the, um, a lot of the um, administration that we never talk about that we never see help those kids go. I can name one, Tim Allen. He was at the University of Kansas. He's at Michigan State now, but he got a lot of kids. Made sure we were in class. Uh, so, so that's that's good stuff. What's another thing I was going to actually show? Um, might have been about the uh, Lakers, or might have been about the football. RG three. Do you think he should have uh, come out that football game? I, I well, apologize. First of all, I, I call him Show because it's Show J, and that explains a whole lot of, uh, about why he. I don't think he's bite his tongue because this guy <laughs> always speaks his mind. <laughs> he say what it is. I call him Show because on game day he was he was he was Show J. It wasn't JJ mm. McCleskey. It wasn't Tommy McCleskey. <laughs> Tommy Joe McCleskey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you telling on me, man. <laughs> RG3, man. Speak hey, on hey, that Kwame, a little bit. Kwame, I, I, I want to go back to your Lakers discussion because I, I was hearing the Lakers discussion. Well, uh, uh, Dwayne. I'm a, big, I'm, a big, I'm a big basketball fan. Uh, first of all, when you have a salary cap numbers as Dwight Howard, you got to perform bottom line. The chemistry stuff, you got to put egos to a side. At the end of the day, it's about winning. Kobe gets paid, cap figures. Dwight Howard gets paid, cap figures. Paul Gasol get paid cap figures. Uh, Steve Nash has made so much money, he don't need to get paid this year. So when you got guys, they're not playing for the money. They're playing for wins. And sometimes you got to be, you can't be selfish, okay? So now I might not be able to take as many shots. I might need to have Steve Nash hound the ball more. Because at the end of the day, Steve Nash led the league in assists for a long time. And Kobe going to get his shots off anyway the day you have to be a team player and that's why the lakers are struggling right now because they're not being team players you're old so guess what with an old team you're not athletic you got to play team defense it's like the high school coach teaches help rotate and recover you got to play team defense though lakers don't play team defense so because they're selfish and that's the reason why they're not going to win they're selfish well, I think well, one of the the selfish part of it is uh, Dwight Howard. When you and that was my point when I uh, when you go to another team, okay, chemistry is fine. When you go to another team, you have to you have to sit in the back seat to you going to another superstars team, Kobe's team. Um, do what you do best. You play defense. He was three times MVP of the league. Um, do what you do best. I know you want to score. I know you want to get down. Go when you when you go on individual stats. I know you want to be in the history book for this, this, and that. You're not a you're a defender. You're a defender. You that's why we take you out when it's time uh, for teams to foul you. That's why we take you out at the end of the fourth period. Dwight Howard has to understand that that's Kobe's team, and you got to find out where you fit in that piece of the puzzle so that team can be successful. Uh, Steve Nash, I figured, I thought that was a, defensively he'd be a liability, but offense. I thought this guy would um, distribute the ball well to everybody on that team with Casal, Dwight Howard, 
as you mentioned, JJ, uh, Kobe's going to get his shots off. So I thought they would be okay. I thought they would be a lot better than this. Uh, now, it's Dwayne, still early. Dwayne, Dwayne and Alex say it's, it's still, yeah, it's still early. It's still early. Look at, look at what Miami did last year before they made it to the finals last year and they started eight and nine. It took, they had growing pains also. It's going to be the same I, thing with the Lakers. I'm talking about the dynasty franchise. I'm not talking, Miami is not a dynasty franchise. Guys, guys, but look, the difference in Miami and the difference between the Lakers is Miami is young. I understand. Stop Dwayne Wade and they can play defense. They can, they can, they can put their foot in the ground. And play defense and grind the game out, where the Lakers can't put their foot in the ground and, and grind the game out defensively. So they're gonna have to do things schematically, offensively. They're gonna have to create things and do things a little different because they're an older, mature team. Because of the rotation, they can't rotate when that ball is moving faster than you are. You have to be able to rotate. And okay. as an older team, they're fifth. They're fifth in the NBA in scoring. Okay, so the D'Antoni thing is working. At the way it's supposed That's to. That's always going to work. Okay? They're, they're, they're fourth in the league in rebounding per game. Okay? So the Dwight Howard thing is working. The only thing that needs is the cohesion between the two. And the defense, I understand, yes. Steve Nash, when he's back, he has, I think, six double-doubles in eight or nine games played this year. This is what he's going to do. It, it's going to take some time for Steve Nash, if he stays healthy. He, he's, he had 13 assists last game. He had 10 assists the game before, 10 assists the game before that. This is the, something the Lakers have been missing when they were losing the games. It's going to get better. Steve Nash. I know one, Steve Nash I, I know one thing. You, you can't argue against stats. I love stats. I'm a stats guy. But a stat that you have to realize is, is in the playoffs, what usually goes down in the playoffs? Less scoring. So you can't. That's why Antonio is never successful in the playoffs because if you don't play defense in crunch time, you don't play defense in them championship series, you will never win an NBA championship. Yeah, well, the Chicago the Chicago Bulls hung their hat, had the best record in the NBA two years in a row, and they stunk in the playoffs because they couldn't score. They got one guy over there. Name another guy. So I mean, defense is defense is all well and good, but but in in play in base in uh in the NBA now it's more offense than defense. Every year it's getting more and more towards the eighties with higher scoring and less defense. Steve Nash is a two time MVP, so I, I don't. He knows the ends and outs of a basketball game, so it, does, it doesn't take him, in my opinion, to um, to mesh with those guys. What he's doing is bringing the ball up and getting the ball to the guys who can score, yeah. and he can score in his own right. He could have been a three-time MVP if he wasn't in politics for his buddy down in uh, Dirk Nowitzki down in Dallas. Uh, then you would compare this guy who has a three-time MVP, Michael Jordan. So Steve Nash is not a problem over there. Well, I he's did never say, been an ego player either. He's never been an ego player. No. I said this. Dwight Howard has had back surgery. I say Steve Nash has broken a fibula or a tibula, whatever he did in his leg early in the year. Yeah, and then, you know, it was just Kobe out there. Kobe and Gasol, and Gasol wasn't man enough. Um, he wouldn't man up. Kobe said this in his post-game interviews. But, but, yes, I will agree that defense is something that when they did bring Steve Nash over, they knew that, I mean, you see Chris Paul, every point guard in the NBA that's going up against Steven Nash in the past couple weeks has been tearing him up. I understand that. Something does need to change. Maybe it, it needs to be they bring in somebody for Pau Gasol that can help Dwight Howard with the help defense as, as the last line of D. I don't know what needs to happen. Kobe's never been as good of a defender as everybody thinks he's been, but uh, he's never been an all-NBA defender. I don't know why he gets all those accolades, but they do need somebody else to come in and help to take over for what Steve Nash can't do. Washington Redskins, do... um. Was RG3, uh, should he have been on that field? Uh, we know the talent he has, but he's a franchise He's a franchise guy for the Washington Redskins. Should he have been on that field any longer? Especially, you spend as much money as you do on marketing your team, on 
on getting certain players in there, but you spend less money fixing the football field. Mm-hmm. I can go to Del Mar right now, and they spend more on the dirt that horses race on. <laughs> so, so should he have been um, on that football field? I know they were up 14-0 uh, in the first quarter. Well, he was the hurt first before, yeah, he was first hurt before they made the 14 points. Yeah, he's been hurt he for like came four back, weeks. Exactly, yeah. And then he came back and scored, and still, I mean, he was suffering so bad, and yet there's, the stories are changing right now as to who said what to who and who approved what. Um, and at some point, you got to just pull yeah, the guy. I mean, Dr. James Andrews, who's their team physician, who is usually the the Dr. Kevorkian of a sports friend, of a sports uh, uh, career with, you know, with the Tommy John surgery and all that stuff. Um, and December 10th, when he got hurt initially, Dr. James Andrews never said that he had never cleared uh, RG3 to go back on the field after he came off for a few plays and went back on. Apparently there was no conversation between him and Mike Shanahan because it was so bang-bang on the sideline. So then that's come up recently, which is, mm-hmm. I think it was more media-driven media, media driven well, than well, anything. You're talking about a 22-year-old kid who's going to play at all calls if right. he wants so to. But now the head coach is responsible for it. say, okay, this is our franchise. So to answer your question, you have Jay Cutler from uh, last year or two years ago? Two years. Two years ago when Caleb Haney came in and almost won that game for him, but he was looked at as a pansy because he didn't want to play. LT, remember sitting on the bench with his helmet on with the visor down in the playoffs when Phillip Rivers was playing with the torn ACL. He sat. It's a double-edged sword. Either either you're looked at as a pansy and not a team player, you're looked at as preserving your career. But who's running the team? Are you going to have the fans run the team, or are you going to have the coaches? The coach is there to win. The coach is there to win to preserve his career. Yeah, but not at all costs. Okay, that's the same thing I said with the – Chip Kelly, not I mean Brian Kelly. Same thing I said. You asked me, should he take that quarterback out? I said no. Now that quarterback is going to be the future of Notre Dame, um, far as I know, barring any injuries. But if he takes this guy out. You have to win at Notre Dame, Mike Shanahan. You take this guy, this twenty-two-year-old guy who's told you he can play. He's going to win at all calls. You believe in with this guy because he's that extraordinary. Uh, but at some point, you got to protect the franchise. At some point, you are yeah, looked at as a head coach, as protecting your franchise, and I take him out. What's wrong with Cousins? Cousins could come in and bite him some time and find out what's really going on with him. Right. I don't know if I compare Dr. Andrews to Dr. Kevorkian, though. Know? That's a killer, right? Yeah, but usually it's Dr. Andrews. I mean, I'm saying for the career, it's, it's a career killer. If you go see him, that's – and recently it's been different because he's been bearing people up um, – bringing people back from knee surgery and, and all that stuff. But initially, when you heard Dr. James Andrews' name, you heard Tommy John surgery, you heard out two years for baseball. So you said, maybe Kevorkian is a little too much, but I mean, I'm saying like, <laughs> like it's, it, it's, not, it's not the doctor you normally want to have to go see. If I, well, that, I think, I think, I think the, the story on Andrews has changed recently. I think yeah, with, all yes. the, with all the different scientists and the scientific stuff that they're doing with these surgeries, these ACLs and Tommy John surgery now, I think, when you go see Andrews, it's a good thing now because you know you're going to get fixed. And, and you don't never, uh, a doctor with his history, a doctor with, with his medical credentials, never go against them. If, if he didn't clear uh, RG to play, shouldn't have been in the game, bottom line. You, you looking at this guy's uh, contract and what he brings to the city of Washington, D.C., and the money that he brings in, the revenue he brings in, and you have this guy looking like he looks, he was not fit to play in the game, well, and that's bottom line. They the gave up side picks of to it get is, him. He's an athlete. He wants to be out there. 
like you said before, it's a double-edged sword. No, absolutely. I know I agree with that, and I think that there was a lot of added pressure on him because he took the role as captain as a kid coming in, never played an NFL game before. He, he got everybody rallied behind him. So what is it going to look like if your captain says, you know what, guys, my knee's too hurt to play, good luck on your own. So I think that if I were him, I definitely would have did, done what he did. RG3? Yes, but I think if you if you get a two-touchdown lead, and remember when he, when he runs, he got tackled out of bounds, mm-hmm. and he was hurting on the sideline in the first quarter, you pull them. You're up two touchdowns. You can conserve that with good defense and a good run game and a solid backup quarterback. And I think that if he's able to play next week, then you put him back in. But I feel like Kirk Cousins has shown enough in him coming back that week and then winning a game when he started that he could have he could have taken over for them and ended up winning the game for them. So Deborah, so point, he was uh, Shanahan he... trying to you know preserve his legacy because Shanahan you know, doesn't have a legacy without John Elway. I, I think well, um, you're right. Yeah, I, 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 I hear you, Dwayne, because I think um, he should have pulled that guy out. Because Shanahan's the same guy who was on the field in a Division three school, needed a, a defibrillator to bring him back to life. So why you would... Well, he's the one that put Terrell Davis in, too. Whenever Terrell couldn't even see, he had such bad migraines and stuff. He should just get out there. It's about... You, about, yeah, you want to say it's, it's about winning for... Yeah, His for, job, for, for coaches, it is to win. I don't think you, you, Brian don't Kelly think you, won't be here in two years if they don't win. So what does it matter what happens with the Notre Dame with the redshirt freshman to give him his chance? Well, you have to win at Notre Dame. You you saw uh, Willingham lose uh, his job. I understand. after a year or two. No, I understand. And that, that's the only coach that's ever been fired at uh, Notre Dame. So I don't understand that. But I understand if you don't win at certain places, yeah, yeah, your job or the conversation come up of you losing your job is in jeopardy. When so I don't think you lose the franchise though mm-hmm. when you got a twenty-two year old twenty-two year old guy. With extraordinary talent who can run and pass, and now you still run and run plays that he has an option to keep the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't think you do that uh, in that situation, especially with Michael Vick. I bring it going on now, especially with the. Well, uh, and if I'm an owner sitting up in the box and I'm seeing what's going on in the field, I'm going to be saying, "Get that guy off the field. We need him. I've spent way too much money on him, and I need him for years in the future." That's why they have a draft every year because they feel like they can go find another guy. You're not going to find these mm-hmm. guys every draft. You right. you, you want to build some type of. Uh, Chemistry, as you as you call it, you want to build some type of uh, momentum. That first of all, they need more receivers. They well, need a whole lot of things in Washington. Team. You know, RG three coming in, what he's done for that team has been tremendous. Yeah. So now he has a torn, a partial torn ACL. Uh, They're going back to do another. They were talking he, he 12 to, to 14 months this morning, but 12 to 14 months. They're and going back crazy. in. They're going back in to check for um, whoever did uh, Adrian Peterson knee. Mm-hmm. Whoever did. Uh, the the uh, pectoria of uh, Ray Lewis, mm, yeah. <laughs> who was outstanding in that game. Oh, yeah. And whoever did Terrell Suggs or Achilles, mm. that's where he needed to go. That's right. Or whoever did Kobe's knee in, in Germany. And to get the mental game to go with it so during the rehab that they can come back like those guys did. I, I just think Shanahan was wrong for allowing that guy to play as long as that. I, mean, I, I got guys on my staff, this next man up. Kirk Cousins should have been in. Well, okay, if he cared about his players, he wouldn't have played them. I don't know if he cared about his players, but that's that, what I'm that instance right there showed me that you see your, he didn't You see your boy hobbling. In the, when the game started with that huge knee brace, he goes down once, and you let him, you let him, you keep him in. Uh, uh, Shanahan allow him to make that excuse. You either injured or hurt. That's old cliche. We, that's we, awful. We, we know what that is. You, you injured or hurt. That's what coaches say, and that's what uh, owners and general managers say to get you on the field. Right. That guy should not have been in that. And game. then players come back and and file these lawsuits. Oh, well, I wasn't taken care of as a player. Maybe look at the coaches and not necessarily the rules around the game. Maybe look at the physicalness of the game and find a way. They they finding guys for nonsense now for okay. how you oh, taught yeah, the that's game. A different combo. For how you taught the for teaching the game the way mm-hmm. you want them to play it, and then you find them. Oh well, you could look at the coaches. The coaches have something to do with it, but <coughs> coaches want a lifetime lifetime longevity mm-hmm. uh, as a, as a head coach in Everybody's their job. Everybody's running in fear. 
All right, guys. Well, I, well, I appreciate that. Well, let's, let's get into um, JJ Dwayne. Y'all still there? Yeah, we're here. Okay. All right. Yeah. Talk about Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, man, Ray doing Lewis. the dance. That was a. Uh, I was. I was surprised mm-hmm. to see him come back as as soon as he did. Yeah. I wasn't surprised to see him come back as soon as he did. Yeah. But it was a very emotional game just watching this guy yeah. play the way he played. He played Ray Lewis football. Yeah, he, he did. played the way Ray Lewis played. Uh, I like to see him get that interception. That would have topped that it all. That would have been cool. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, the uh, final section of the game, you go into your prevent offense uh, where you get to down the ball. Right. That he got out. He got out. Normally, that's a receiver or a defensive right. back, somebody who can, if worst case happened, you can walk that guy down. Mm-hmm. He got out there and did his dance. That, right. that was a. Uh, mm-hmm. Perfect for Baltimore. And then to top the whole thing off when everybody went over to Pagano afterwards, mm-hmm. too. I mean, yeah. you know, that was great to see the, the the teams switch over and give him his dues. So it was, um, okay, yeah. Unfortunately, Denver. that's going to be short-lived because Denver's going to womp him next week. Womp him? Yeah. <laughs> How do you spell that? Denver, W-H. I think there's a soft <laughs> H in there. Um, it's going to be – Denver's had Baltimore's number for a long time. and Well, Peyton, Manning, Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning has had Baltimore's number for a long time. And and this is this is Joe Flacco's thing. Win one and I'm out. Win one and I'm out. Win one and I'm out. Joe Flacco threw hail marys. He yeah. threw hail marys. Well, that thirty nineteen was ridiculous. That fifty yard reception and Quan Bolton. That was that was silly. I, I'm not impressed with Joe Flacco at this point in his career. Uh, good that he won a game. You should be more comfortable at home to win a football game anyway. So I'm I'm not that impressed with his career right now because especially with the emergence of uh, these guys coming out of college, you look at of. Uh, the um, was in Indianapolis. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Yeah. You look at what these guys are doing. RG3 coming out of college. He's been five years in the same program. This is their first year on that team. He's been five years in that same program. I'm not even that impressed with um, uh, Ryan over there in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Matt Ryan. He started really hot. I mean, this will be interesting when they play uh, when they play Seattle this week because that's they're the hottest that's team. Be a game. Yeah, they're that's the they're the hottest game. team. Game. They're the hottest team. Seattle's the hottest team in the NFL, believe it or not, which I can't believe I'm saying. I do want to switch it up a little bit and that's... give a shout out to uh, Dwan Harris because he's uh, running back for Green Bay Packers. Came in number 26. One of the guys that I've worked with whenever he was going through OTAs and training camp and all that, and moved over and had a hell of a game this last one. I want to get to uh, down and dirty, but I, w- I do want to say oh, we this. We can do other stuff. Uh, okay, well. Uh, one, one, thing I, one thing I did want to say about Denver is their three losses this year were to Atlanta, Houston, and New England, three big-time playoff teams. And they've played bunnies ever since their bye week in Week 7. So maybe having – well, they, they did beat Baltimore um, did beat Baltimore in Week 15 uh, by three scores. But I, I think that um, having said that, I really think that, that Denver should, should handle them pretty handily this weekend, and New England should handle Houston. And um, we'll, we'll, get every, we'll get the matchup everybody wanted, Peyton versus uh, – Peyton versus Brady. Let me ask you guys this. Um, is Wilson the uh, rookie MVP? <laughs> it's funny you say that now. Well, I say that now because uh, yeah. he's the only one standing. But <laughs> but, but this it's supposed to be a regular season award, right? You know, a lot of stuff supposed to be regular season award. I understand. They, it depends on who you want to give it to. And this would be like RG3 coming back and winning the Heisman two years ago or last year when he was there because he, he was kind of in, in, in the background and then he came back, had a, had a huge push towards the end, won the Heisman. Now I wouldn't be surprised if Russell Wilson won it. Well, he ended with the best record. In the toughest division out of all three of theirs, and I mean, I would say you know maybe the NFC East. They give the Heisman to anybody. Remember, Gino Toretto won Heisman. (laughs) They give the Heisman to anybody. Um, So is he rookie? Show Dwayne, who's who's your rookie? Uh, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I I mean, rookie. I mean, for the rookie, I, I, I give it to Wilson just because. I mean, he's had a phenomenal year. I mean, he had a great year. RG3 had a great year, but. You know, if you look at that kid from Seattle, 
I mean, he's making things happen. I mean, he's he rallied. He went and got that starting job. I mean, Flynn was supposed to have that job, right? Yes. <laughs> and he took it from him. So, you know, RG3 was handed the job. Luck was handed the job. So this kid had to come in there and take the job. And, you know, he proved that Pete Carroll can still coach a little bit. Yeah, no, and I would say, to that point, I would say it would be Andrew Luck. Granted, he was handed the job, but he doesn't have a top three running back. He doesn't have a top five defense. It's him and and him and trying to beat he had to come back seven times in the fourth quarter to win games. He threw the ball, he throws the ball probably two it's times more, probably two two times more than both those other guys combined. Granted he has more interceptions, worse worse pass rating and everything, but he is the only real quarterback quarterback. Longevity wise, he'll have the longest career because he stays in the pocket. I think he should win uh Rookie of the year, I, and I disagree. He um, what a shock! Worst passing, uh, worst per- <laughs> worst passing percentage because uh, he throws the ball more than more than double with them combined. Worst passing percentage, throws interceptions more than anybody in the league. Uh, he's um he's not the guy in um uh, San- he's not Sanchez, who's the worst quarterback in the league. Uh, but I don't care what he didn't have. You talking about what he came back? Well, he's coming back from throwing interceptions. He's coming back. Um, and it bothers me when people say this quarterback made this comeback. Well, put him on the field by himself. Let, let's do that. Put him on the field by himself. Oh, his, we got a little defensive. Team, no, no, his team, defensive love over here. His offense, his team, those guys around him. He's not without his uh, team. So he coming back. Most times he put him in those situations. So he better come back. He better do that. I say RG three um, less less interceptions, uh, just as many touchdowns. Numbers mem- numbers uh, outweigh um, uh, Andrew Luck, but. What this guy does in um, in Wilson in Seattle, what he does in Seattle, um, he may be the guy. He tied. Yeah, see, you, you want to give him MVP because you you want to compare everything to Peyton. Well, he tied Peyton's uh, touchdown record. He's still in the playoffs. He's beating teams. He, I, Dwayne said he was given the job. I think I don't. Well, he beat him out. I think he was the best guy for that team because you watch what that coach does for them. He bring in Flynn, gets Flynn like fourteen million dollars or something like that, or what he's making eight a year. And uh, say, well, this is our guy because this is how we're going to win football okay. games. And as I said before, he had a top five running back in Marshawn Lynch. They have the best defense in the NFL. Okay, uh, RG three has the second best rusher in the NFL. Granted, he was a rookie. He has a better receiving core. I mean, uh, Andrew Luck has Reggie Wayne and T. Y. Hilton and uh, Donnie Avery have had nice, nice, uh, nice years, but he has nobody else. His numbers, as I said before, his percentage thing is obviously going to be lower because he throws the ball two times as much as the other guys. RG three? No, Andrew Luck throws the ball. He threw the ball fifty times on on Saturday. That's because he has nobody else. They have no running game. They have no defense. They have no anything besides him. Because they and have they no still running made the playoffs. Because they have no running game. They they don't have a GM. I don't believe right now. Uh, their coach has been out, and they don't have a running game. So RG three and Russell Wilson is punished for that because they don't have a running game. Because when, yes. when I show up on yes. field, when I show up on the field. When I show up on the field, I, you go to work with what you have, and you do what you ha- you do what you're supposed to do from that position. Right. I don't I don't see where I don't see where RG3, Andrew Luck ended with a better record than RG three, and he has no running back and no defense. So yes, <laughs> Washington don't have a defense. Washington does well, not have a defense. Looking at it from a marketing standpoint, I'm giving it to Seattle because <laughs> I mean that's a boost for the NFL. I mean, it's a great boost for the NFL. RG3 has gotten his love. He's gotten his money. Andrew Luck got his love. And you want to see this kid come in. I, I, I do agree with the Luck thing. He didn't have a run back. That defense was mediocre. I mean, 
Uh, Davis was a, a decent corner over there. It kind of helped that team out. But they also played against Tennessee twice. I mean, you and Houston's defense is not stellar. So, you know, if you look at if you look at the NFC West, that's not a that's not a child liver division, though. No, and and, and I'm not even so, sold on Houston right now. I mean, they, who they who they just beat? I'm not even sold on those guys. Um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Well, that's that could that was a good game. That was a good game. But I'm not sold on what they do, how they limp into the playoffs. Uh, and I thought at the beginning of the year. They was gonna be that team. I thought they were. They they, they came out hot, uh, but then they you can see a lot of flaws in their game. They played Cincinnati. Now they have to go to New England. They're gonna get destroyed. New England destroyed them uh, the first week of the season. <laughs> they were twenty-one nothing in the first. But yeah, no, I, I will agree that Russell Russell Wilson and RD three on paper are more deserved. I was just saying that with what was given to them as an offensive and defensive what, team. What, what was given to RG3? Because I want to know the, uh, no, the defense. No. I want to know the defense you're saying he has that uh, the, Andrew Luck don't have. Two, and show were, me the offense. Who's on that offense? Because there's two rookies that's, that was balling on that team. Uh, Pierre Garçon is a pretty Pierre good receiver. played about eight games. Yeah, well, no, he played ten and they were nine and one in those ten and games. And then he didn't finish a lot of those games. Okay, when he started the game and, how, and him finishing the game is totally different. So I don't now that's stats. You can make statistics look and seeing what you want, them, mm-hmm. how you want them to look. So him starting the game and not finishing the game, PR got son. Yeah, he's the only thing over there. Now you got a quarterback that's a rookie. You got a running back that's a rookie. Tell me what he has that RG, that uh, Andrew Luck doesn't have. Tell me what now Russell. I think he acquired a great, de- a pretty good defense, the number three or number four defense in the league. So what, other than that, who does he have? Oh, he has a shit. He has a running back. Well. How you? How you? Uh, that was my main point. That he has a running my, my back. main. My main point of the running back in defense so was the running Marshawn back. So, Marshawn Lynch is the finding moment. Who gets this um, rookie of the year? I'm saying the idea. Well, yeah. When Marshawn Lynch averages almost 100 yards a game, and and he has you somebody sh- to give the ball to him that's on the not, goal line, that's not their fault. You, sh- you should have a running game. You should have. T- you want to be successful? I'm not saying it's team, anybody's fault. You should have two running backs and a good tight end. I'm not saying it's One anybody's great- fault. You know who got the uh, prototypical team that should not should win twelve games a year is Atlanta Falcons, Lakers. The Lakers. <laughs> yeah, so they, the Lakers just. That's Lakers what I'm just saying. If you've got all that talent, why can't you get games. it together? If 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 Wilson's got all that talent, other guys have got talent. At some football, point, you can't it's compare culture. football to basketball. It's, well, you can you can compare people to people, and you've still got to look at the cultures of what they create and how they will be able to get their the team to work together. Because one of the cultures is what the uh, Seattle uh, coach did for for that team. He cut Terrell Owens, uh, mm-hmm. and you think where's the receiver core? Oh, I, I will tell you, the coach of the year should be Pete Carroll, one hundred percent. I don't have a problem with that. One hundred percent at all. I don't have a problem. If they he brought get, he brought happiness to the coaching aspect. Like he, he's not he's not a drone on the sideline. He's like a high school coach. He's, he's like a, he's like a Pop Warner coach on the sideline. He's learned jumping from around his first mis- his first stint in the NFL. He's learned from it. Uh, people didn't think you can bring that uh, raw raw stuff in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Well, coaching, in my opinion, takes special qualities. You have to be able to motivate some grown men to do a job that they're getting paid millions of dollars to do, mm-hmm. and they have incentives to do it. Now, and half of the team incentives they're never going to reach those. So you got to get those guys to play. So coaching, and I think he does that because. The end result is that Super Bowl. You give guys all the money you want to, but you got a Super Bowl. You, you got you, a ring. You it's, got it's it. a wrap. It's, yeah. it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. When I came in the league, all these guys were talking about Super Bowl. They weren't talking about contracts. The fans were talking about contracts. The media uh, was talking contract. Mm-hmm. They were talking. What I heard was Super Bowl. 
Let's get a Super Bowl. But then when they start paying people out enormous, outrageous numbers, and then you had a guy right next to you say, well, he should have got that. Mm-hmm. That's when it becomes a distraction. That's when it becomes uh, more, gets more into the locker room. Well, that's why Jerry Jones is so upset and embarrassed and ticked off and everything else is because he hasn't even gotten close to the Super Bowl. With all that money he's spending, two, uh-huh. $2.1 billion team. Yeah, he's got a nice house to, to show up at, but, yeah. you know, for the guys <laughs> to play in, but they don't know how to play. I mean, and, and, and that's they, just about our show, though. People forget about Seattle. They were 6-5. and five. They, they were dead in the, in the NFC West, and they win their last five in a row and end up making the playoffs. I mean, it's a beautiful story. So yeah. if they can make it all, if they could beat Atlanta, which they can. I think they can. Who knows? Who knows how high they can go? And they've already beat San Francisco. So if San Francisco beats. They beat both those. They beat San Francisco and Green Bay. Dwayne, real quick, uh, this weekend. Saturday. Uh, well, we know about the game on Friday. Saturday is the poker event at Casino del Sol down in Tucson. Um, you go, can you win this thing? I, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Can my... You just win. Just Twelve thousand dollars for first place. I mean, that's that's good for the kids. You can. I'll put it in charity. Donate to the charity event. Yeah, well, you know, it's a charity event that I take care of my, my celebs, so y'all pick and choose where y'all want to put the money, in your pocket or to a charity. So do what you do. I know a good so place I, for it. I, I, would love, I would love for one of you guys to win it. We have, a, we have a Major League Baseball coming out there on Saturday morning where we're doing a kids' camp. We'll have close to 400 kids out there. Um, Ian Kennedy and, you know, a lot of the guys from here. Uh, we'll travel down. So it's it's a good weekend that we kind of put together. The casino just opened up a brand-new golf course in which next year it'll be a three-day event with the Casino del Sol all-star football game, um, the, the poker event with baseball, and then um, golf. So we're really reaching out for health and wellness, just trying to you know, right, get more people out there to, to be healthy instead of sitting inside them. Um, Doing nothing. All right. Well, good stuff, man. Well, I keep uh, posting it on uh, Facebook. Keep posting it on uh, Twitter. Um, I keep doing all those things to get people to come out there. Uh, appreciate you coming on, spending some time talking about the sports, also the event, the great event that you keep putting on. Keep doing what you do. Thanks, to Deborah Debris, Alex Clancy, Kwamalasa Sports. We we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Guys. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.